hello, hello once again. It is I, the Hungry Bleak, and welcome to the Hungry Bleak podcast. I am Antonio, the aforementioned Hungry Bleak. How's everyone doing? How is everyone doing? Uh, today is Thursday. I actually recorded an episode yesterday, Wednesday, new comic book day, but I had some tef- technical difficulties, unfortunately, but that's okay. That's all right. It happens. It happens. So today, I've got my laptop all primed and ready, set to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, we're, we're going to have a good time. It's a rainy, uh, cold, dreary kind of day here in Jersey, but that's perfect for sitting inside, having on your sweatpants or pajama bottoms, whatever it is that you're rocking with, a hoodie, whatever, some hot tea, just reading, chilling inside. So that's what I've pretty much been doing today. Um, I've also got he uh some comics that i got wednesday which i'm really excited about but i'm going to tell you about some of the comics that i bought last week excuse me um that were just really awesome honestly so let's get into that shall we uh last week's reviews uh for comics we've got this one was just really really fun i'm going to start out with uh is legacy of mandrake the magician this is issue zero I didn't even realize issue one was out this week. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I got to I got to grab this. So I had to grab that along with that. So I'll be reviewing that next week. But I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. Uh, Legacy of Mandrake, the magician, uh, episode, excuse me, uh, issue zero. This is out of Red Five Comics. This is written by Erica Schultz. I'm a fan of hers. Honestly, Forgotten Home. If you haven't checked that out, please do. It's on Comixology. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going through it. It's in the first arc. I'm hoping there's going to be a second arc, but it's just really fun. It's a Comixology original, uh, which means if you have Comixology, you uh, unlimited, you can actually borrow it. Just like if you were borrowing a book from the library, it's cool. If you decide to buy it, then it's actually at a reduced rate. You get a, a discount on it, which is awesome. Like I said, it's written by Erica Schultz, uh, colored by Ramon Bunge, and art by Diego Garibaldi. This is pretty much... Um, uh, taking from the original like Mandrake the Magician comic, you know, when he was with Flash Gordon and Lothar and such like that. And this is kind of bringing it into the modern era, but it's someone else picking up the mantle of the magician. And it's a preteen girl. Uh, her name is Mandy Paz. This was just a lot of fun. Um, they ex- bring in characters from the old, like there's um Lothar, who was pretty much just muscle at that point but he's brought in along with his son so you get to see lj which is name i'm guessing it's lothar jr unless they just completely go a different way and it's like luke james or something like i don't know but it's probably a lothar jr really fun in how this is like it's a it's a zero issue which is you know classically known to be like origin issues and this is what it was and it harkens back a bit to the oldest because it drops names but then it also brings you into modern day era. Uh, Mandy is actually looking for her friend who has gone missing. And she ends up using her magic to try and find her along with LJ, who is uh, her partner and, and like best friend in school. So it's the two of them trying to find their friend who has gone missing the day before. And it was just really fun. You, you can feel, um, that there's a love there for the Mandrake, uh, like lore and character and such like that. I really dug it. The art is on point, nice, bright, colorful, gives you a feel of magic. 
but there's a little dark undertone there also, which you feel at the end of the comic when there's a bit of a a twist to see what's going on. I liked it. Definitely a pickup. Um, it was free on Comixology. I don't know if, um, if, if it'll be in stores. Um, like that, I grabbed on Comixology. I just happened to see it because I was looking for it, looking for it. For some reason, when I was looking it up, I could not find it on Comixology because I was like, you know what? I want to get this uh, and have it there. Couldn't find it. I just happened to be going through something else. And it popped up and I was like, oh, I wonder why I couldn't find this when I was actually looking it up through the name. So when I saw it, I was like, all right, grabbed it, uh, pre-ordered it. It was free, but it still pre-ordered. Popped up on my uh, my uh, tablet. I said, great, got it, went ahead, snagged it up, was very happy. Then I saw that issue one had dropped. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just grab that. So I grabbed that yesterday um, because it was one of the new releases for yesterday. Awesome. So you definitely check that out. Grab it. I loved it. Uh, I'm a fan of Erica Schultz. Like I said, uh, she actually had a really great horror comic too, which I think I'm going to be talking about uh, in a couple of days for Halloween. A lot of fun. So please, yeah, go check that out. Legacy of Mandrake, the Magician uh, number zero or zero issue. I don't know if you can actually say number zero because it's not a, I mean, it's a number, but it's not a, but it has no value. I don't know, whatever. Not really uh yeah mathematician obviously next up is werewolf by night number one this is hearkening back again here's the word hearkening a lot i gotta figure out another word don't i need a a damn um a whole rolodex of words that i can use although hearkening you don't really hear a lot of werewolf by night this is by taboo uh benjamin jackendoff uh cover by mike mccone and art by scott eaton a werewolf by Night is, well, it's a werewolf story. This is going to be a mini series. I want to say, five issues. I know a bit about the old Werewolf by Night series. Most of what I know is from reading actually Moon Knight. Uh, old Werewolf by Night, whose name was Jack Russell. Yep, that was the joke. Yep, it that pretty much writes itself. This one is really cool. Uh, it actually has a indigenous first nations native american uh protagonist and uh named jake and he is the actual werewolf by night that that we're speaking of he actually he and his friend they actually use his werewolf state to scare uh racists and such away from the reservation that they live on i really like that i love when uh, marginalized people are in a situation where they're able to use supernatural means to give uh, racist, uh, LGBTQ phobic, uh, misogynist, rapist, any type of villains of that nature, like their comeuppance with supernatural abilities. That's one of the things I loved a lot about Lovecraft when Letty was able to exercise, uh, the ghosts from her house and found out that the ghosts weren't evil. They were victims of this horrible racist um, professor who was doing the experiments on them. I love that episode. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. This was a lot of fun. Loved it. Uh, we also get to see Red Wolf is in this as well. He actually belongs to a government organization that is picking up uh, young, uh, young people with powers because of the whole outlawed, I think that's happening in Marvel right now where, you know, if you are a young person with powers, 
They are locking you up, grabbing you up. There's a whole big thing there. I actually bought Outlawed uh, when it, uh, the, I want to say the precursor to Outlawed Champions, which I picked up number one. I have to read that. I actually have to finish the old Champion series and then start this one up. But uh, I was a fan of, uh, fan of Champions and the Young Heroes and what they were doing. And also I had to get the new one because it just seems so interesting. And I mean, it's Miles Morales. It's McCulloch. It's uh, um, Kamala Khan. And those two are just really awesome characters to me. And then it's written by Eve Ewing. Come on now. Yeah, of course, of course I want to get in on that. So this was just really cool to me. I want to see how they mix um, Jake and how Red Wolf is used. I loved Red Wolf in Occupy Avengers. Just a really cool character. A lot of um, <laughs> a lot of hints to um, uh, the Pack de Lupo or Pack de Lupo, I think it was called. Uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, which a lot of people don't know about that movie. I loved it. Just so cool. Manny was like my favorite character in that movie. It's awesome. Thank you, David Walker, for including him and those little nods in there as well that I was able to pick up and you confirmed. Thank you. Awesome stuff. So like I said, Werewolf by Night is going to be a miniseries. I like miniseries because whether it's just you're getting the single issues or whether you're just getting a trade, it's just that story. It's great. You can pick it up, go with it. You don't have to have a lot of the history of whatever's going on. A lot of times they don't tie into bigger things, which sometimes you just need. I mean, there are deep reads that you want to have, obviously. Then there are reads that you want to have that are just for fun. This one is fun, but if it leads into something more, I'll be cool with that, especially if they use uh, Red Wolf properly. I think he's one of those characters who has been forgotten and not used properly and not used in bigger, bigger situations, you know, so definitely fun. I enjoyed it. So let's keep going with fun books. We have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Obviously, this is to link up with the Falcon and Winter Soldier series that's going to be on Disney Plus. Uh, that I think is still in production. They're still filming it now, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. Things were halted, what have you. So this is also a miniseries, five issues. This is issue four. Uh, this is written by Derek Landy, uh, cover art by Dan Mora, who is killing it right now, and interior art by Federico Vicente. Really enjoy this. This is like a buddy cop opposites. Um, adventure falcon and uh winter soldier uh sam and bucky they're out trying to find uh someone from one of uh sam's um groups his his uh, therapy groups trying to find a person who is part of them and bucky is just trying to live a normal life have a good time turns out Bucky is working for a government agency that when they find Sarah's tells, they send him out to eliminate them. And by eliminate, he murks the hell out of him. Yes. So they meet up trying to, because they're both looking for the same person and figure and figure out who is going after these terrorist cells. Turns out it's part of Hydra. So there are two new there. Well, yeah, there are two characters that are actually vying for the leadership of Hydra now. And Sam 
is trying to figure out. Excuse me. Whoa. Is trying to figure out how they tie into the missing person from his uh, therapy groups. And so it sends them on this adventure and they end up meeting one of my favorite characters, the natural, the natural is a maybe 20 something young guy who he's a natural at killing and fighting and he beats the holy hell out of them. But here's the funniest thing. He's fans of them. He's fans of them. He's fans of, of Steve Rogers, Captain America. He's fans of Captain America in general, whether it was Sam, uh, Bucky or Steve, which is just really, really funny. There's a lot of like quips and jokes, obviously going back and forth between the two. There's a really cool scene where you meet the natural's parents and they have this huge fixation and this huge, I dare want to say maybe a fetish or a kink. I want to say, which actually, when you look at natural, you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Again, this is a fun book. I didn't know. I didn't, I had no expectations when I got it, got it on a whim, what have you. Because I'm mostly an indie guy, but I will read Marvel and DC stuff because they do have some good stuff, but I'm mostly indie, honestly. Picked it up, read it, and I was like, wow, this is a. Uh, this is really funny, really cool. Loved it. Uh, there's a definite, in the second issue, there's a really fun, almost like a um, snow piercer kind of a scene. Uh, actually, no, the whole issue is somewhat of like a. Snowpiercer, um, s kind of vibe, but it's really cool. A lot of action, a lot of fun. The art is so incredible and amazing and vibrant and kinetic. When you have an action series like this, you need that kinetic art, and uh, Federico's putting it down with it. Awesome. Uh, Dan Mora, I know, is just smashing it lately. I've, I've been checking out his art on things, and yeah, definitely definitely fun. So if you're looking for something fun and you're looking for something that might, I don't know if this is going to mirror what they're doing in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Disney plus series. I don't think it is, but I think this is just a tie in just to, you know, just to, you know, kind of, they always have to have something kind of parallel or something to go, Oh, well, if you like this, then go check this out. So yeah, definitely a lot of fun. So if you want to check this out, go ahead. I, some, sometimes with mini series, I think sometimes it's better to get them in their trade form, just because you're able to get it all like this. But lately I've just been getting single issues of things because I want to try to keep up with stuff. So this is definitely fun. Check it out. Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is number four. Like I said, it's number four and a five issue uh, run. There you go. Next up, we're going to go, we're going to go into the indie pool a bit again, um, because we did with Legend of Man- of Mandrake the Magician, oh, excuse me, Legacy. So now we're going to go into Stillwater number two. This is out of Skybound, which is an imprint of Image. This is from Chip Zdarsky, uh, Ramon Perez, and Mike Spicer. Here's the, the basic plot of this. There's a town called Stillwater where no one can die. You don't age physically, uh, and you can't die. You could be shot, burned stabbed, uh, drowned, hung, beaten to death, whatever, you don't die. So Daniel West is a young guy who uh, is just out of a job. He and his friend take a trip to Stillwater. 
and they see a young boy fall off of a building. They're like, oh my God, they take the young boy to the doctor. The doctor says, okay, thank you very much for bringing him here. You guys got to go. You got to go before it's too late. They go, well, what do you mean? He goes, you got to go before it's too late. You got to go wait while you still have a chance of leaving one way or the other. They're like, what does that mean? All of a sudden, young boy pops up, leaves the office. Okay, what the hell was that? We, what, what? They're just as shocked as you are. Then you find out once you cross the border into Stillwater, you cannot die. Once you go outside the border, you can die. So if they're looking to get rid of someone or truly, you know, punish somebody or something like that, they'll take you to the border and kill you. So you die outside of the city or town, I should say. In the second issue, we find out a bit more about that. Uh, we find out Daniel may have a a stronger link to the town of Stillwater than we believe. We also meet the judge who is like the judge and they're going to decide whether Daniel's going to, is going to be staying with them. He has no choice in this. If he's staying, he has to stay forever because you have to keep the secret. If you're not going to stay, they take you to the border. They put you just over the line and they kill you. This episode, this, excuse me, this issue also brings into a lot of things as far as like, if you cannot die if you're immortal within this town and they're looking to punish you the amount of ways they can punish you without you dying like there was a scene where, where they actually um they give someone a punishment and you're like oh my god that's horrible and then you realize it's a punishment you'll have to endure for as long as they so they might say okay we're gonna put you underwater for three months you'll die every day for three months you'll continuously drown so i'm wondering there they did something to a character and i was like oh my god that's 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 horrible but this is a great kind of mystery horror definitely has that zadarsky feel to it but has a little bit of a stephen king vibe because again it's set in a in a town everybody's got secrets uh supernatural possibly is what's linking it not sure, but I'm in. Honestly, I really just enjoy it. It was just something that I got on the lark. Sounded interesting. And I saw a preview in the back of an issue of a comic camera and what one. So I'm in. You got me. You got me. All right. So that's definitely a pickup. Uh, Stillwater number two out of Skybound Image Comics. All right. Now the last one, this links to a classic movie, uh, Dune, House of Atreides. Oh, okay. This is out of Boom Studios, a company that I'm really growing to love uh, over the last few years. This is a prequel to the classic movie um, and also another tie-in, you can say, because we have the new Dune movie coming out soon. So that's awesome. This is written by Kevin J. Anderson and Brian Hubert, uh, colored by Alex Gumarez. Uh, let's see. And pencils by Dev Pramanik and cover by June Chung and Jay Lee. The cover is beautiful, but again, I just said Jay Lee, so you know it's going to be just beautiful. I, I still marvel over the no pun intended. I still marvel over the cover that he did for Vampire Hunter D. Just oh god, I love it. If you are a fan of uh, the Dune movie, this is going to be for you. While you're reading it, it feels like you're watching the movie. You can even hear like the people, like when there's an actual scene going on and the person giving like their inner monologue, their thoughts, they have 
special panels like that, it feels like you're watching it. So definitely awesome. Um, this goes into uh, like this. I'm trying to think of how many years ago it is, but years before, excuse me. But this um, tells a story about um, Arrakis, a.k.a. Dune. Um, it tells the early story of, of the violent coup. Um, and it shows the character that you love. It shows uh, uh, um, Duke Leto. And it shows a young Paul. Is it, this one kind of got to me because I really enjoyed the movie. I didn't get to watch the movie until I was in, I think, my late 20s, maybe early 30s. I didn't get a chance to watch it with my, for some reason, my mother and father would not let me go watch the movie. I don't know why. I, I don't, I think it's because they didn't know what the hell was going on and they didn't want to sit through the movie because I was going to have to, you know, sit, in the, <laughs> sit there watching it, which is cool. I don't blame them. Parents, I, I don't blame you when you do that with your kids because I know sometimes you're like, I'm, I, I can't watch this shit no more. Um, how many times can I watch Peppa Pig? You know, how, how many times can I watch <laughs> Peppa Pig hang up on this girl? I'm done. I'm tired. It's over. So I definitely, so I definitely understand this, but when I was able to watch it myself, I was like, Oh wow. Also the movie's like, was it three hours long? Something like that. So I'm not mad at parents for not wanting to sit in the theater watching this movie that they don't understand for three hours and probably not going to enjoy it. Not, not mad at you. If you're a fan of Dune, if you're a fan of, uh, the books and the movie and you want to, you know, read something new and that's, you know, before the movie does come out, the new movie comes out, check this out. Like I said, that cover is just beautiful enough, but you get that deep, rich Dune vibe from reading it. Okay. So definitely check those out. So it was nice to have books that are that I enjoyed all of. There will be times when I will not enjoy all books because I do not enjoy every book. I will be honest with you. I just do not. There are some that are just, oh, Jesus, what, whatever. Uh, yeah, but I'm very particular in what I read now, which is awesome because I'm spending money on them and I don't want to read anything that I'm not going to enjoy. I think the last book I didn't enjoy was maybe six months or so. It's hard to tell now with, um, you know, stay at home and pandemic such like that six months is like 10 years now so i mean screw it whatever all right so that's what i got last week this week i'm going to be picking up or i actually already have picked up and i'm going to be reviewing next week Philadelphia number nine out of image oh god yes dead body road out of skybound uh image comics yes shang chi number two another uh miniseries short kind of thing love it i the first issue i really enjoyed holy Oh, so good. Strange Academy number four. I'm really getting into this series. And it's making me want to go and read Gotham Academy. Don't think that I forgot about that. I, I kind of enjoy that. And the art is really cool in both books. So I'm going to see what's going on with that. Um, Sympathy for No Devil. Look, it's Aftershock and Brandon Thomas is writing it. Yeah, you already had me there. You already had me there. I'm trying to think of like if there's anything I don't have from Brandon Thomas. I'll have to actually look, but I'm a I'm a fan. It sometimes I'll follow a character, but a lot of times I'll follow a writer because I really dig their work. And I followed Brandon Thomas from Noble to actually no, I followed him from Miranda Mercury to Horizon to Noble to his new book now, which is Excellence. Oof. Damn, that, oh God, 
yeah, so I'm, I'm a fan of that, obviously. And I will also be going over uh, The Legacy of Mandrake, The Magician Number 1 from Red 5 Comics, which I just talked about issue zero, and I enjoyed it. So I picked up issue one. That's awesome. So, you know what I was talking, I was thinking about, you know, money is tight right now because of the pandemic and people aren't going out so much uh, you're, or you're ordering or you're, you're not getting your comics as much or you're not geeking it as much as you're used to because it's hard. But then I started seeing like an upturn in it as far as like uh, Kickstarters, um, you know, people are looking to support. They're also looking to, to get their geek um, content and such like that. And now the comic book shops have opened back up, still limited six feet, six feet and put your mask on people. And even like their all lines and such like that, you know, we have stuff out there, but money's still a little bit tight. Some jobs aren't open. Um, unemployment is a bit tight. You have families, you have stuff going on, but I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You know why? Because I've got something that I want to talk to you about. It's called geeking on a budget. So every episode, I'm going to give you like a little tip just to let you know, maybe, hey, this will save you some money. This is cool. This is right. What have you. Just ways to geek, save some money, still get your content and enjoy. Maybe you'll discover something new. Maybe you'll be able to get something. Excuse me. Maybe you'll discover discover something that was old that you never got a chance to see. Maybe you'll find something new that's a good price. So this week, I'm going to talk to you about clearance and bargain sections in comic book shops. Every comic book shop I've been to has a clearance or a bargain area or a sale rack, something like that. If it's a clearance or a bargain section, sometimes the books can be a little frayed, um, might be a bit bent. They're not quote unquote collector quality, but you can still read them. They're still great um, stories that, that are in there. Something that you may have been looking for. You might be looking for trade number five of a series that you're that you don't have. They're in here. Uh, like I said, every store I've been to has had a section like this. If you're not seeing it, ask one of the uh, employees there and they'll be more than happy to tell you where it's at. So you know what? You might be able to find a find um, an issue of, of whatever. But like I said, a lot of times they're not going to be um, collector quality, but they're still able to be read and such, which is, you know, what we're really looking for it for. I mean, some people you are getting for collectors. I get that, too. But a lot of times you just want something to read. Uh, and sometimes they can be between 30 and like 80% off of the original cost, which is still great because you're saving money. So check out those clearance sections, check out those bargain sections. You'll have your dollar boxes, you know, what have you check them out. You'll find something in there, dollar in the rough. Every time I go to a shop, even though I'm not looking for something, I'll just peruse through it. I'll go, Oh snap. You know what? That looks kind of cool. You, yeah. You might even get it like surprising. It's almost like an impulse buy. And then you may have saved like maybe let's say you save maybe 15 bucks and your but let's say your budget is $30 and you grab, you go, oh, okay. And you save 15 bucks. So now it's $5 instead of 20. So now you've got $25. You can go and maybe check something else out. There you go. Geeking on a budget people. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. You're still able to get your content. You're still able to support those complex shops that are out there and, um, and, and, and our content providers. And plus you save some money. I think that's a win-win honestly. All right. So that's all for me. This has been another fun episode of the hungry bleak podcast. I am Antonio. You all enjoy the rest of your day. I'm actually going to be coming back on Halloween because I am going to do 
some horror comics. I'm going to talk about some. I'm going to give you some that you may not know about. All right. Because I enjoy Halloween. Thank you very much. You have a good day. Be safe. And always, always keep turning those pages because your story is not over. Have a good one, y'all.